Hey, welcome to the pastor's table. This is Pastor Neil here. We're going to start this episode out in Romans 14 and verse 17 to 19. Let me just read you verse 17 for you. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're going to be talking about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost in this episode. So, grab your pen, grab your paper, get some popcorn. It's going to be a great episode. Well, welcome back to the pastor's table. As I said before, and, and I like to ask questions, we like to dive in. We like to dive into the Word of God and encourage you to do the same. And following up, some of our discussions were in Romans chapter 14, and I'm starting at verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the King James transverse, uh, version of of uh, this particular verse. And everything we've talked about in the last few episodes about discerning, you know, what, what's flesh and what's not, what's our priority, our priority of having and developing a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's the kingdom of God coming to you and coming to me. Mm-hmm. When we have a solidified relationship, we're founded in him, we're happy in him, that w- the work we're doing is believing in him. And here we are. And and this particular bunch of verses here in, in chapter 14 of Romans really talks about those very same things, but in a more some ways concise, and yet some people look at it and they get all their knickers in a twist about all kinds of things. So let's go on and, and read some more. He said, he that's, that in these things service Christ is acceptable, God approved of men. So we're not talking about getting all wrapped up in the works. We're talking about the work of faith, the work of believing, the work of trusting God. And in verse 19, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, the things wherewith one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it's evil for the man who eats with offense. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And we're diving into it's not good to eat the flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby the brothers stumbles or offended or made weak. Oh my goodness. Now, we've seen a lot of people get real choked about this. But if you'll keep in mind the things we've been talking about, about keeping Jesus first and and being in relationship with Jesus Christ and having those things, then when it comes to something like, should I be a vegan? <laughs> or is it okay for me to eat bacon? <laughs> and, and people wrestle with that. But I also know that in Acts, uh, Peter had the same confusion. What, what am I going to do? And he related it uh, about meat and drink. He was shown the picture mm-hmm. Of unclean and clean. And God says, you know, and then he thought, well, go out to the Gentiles. It's okay to take the message to the Gentiles. So he wasn't referring to meat and drink, but he saw it as a picture Mm -hmm. of meat and drink. So sometimes when we see the word of God, we get focused on the very natural part, meat and drink. But what if God is is trying to get our attention like Peter? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're dividing over the wrong things here. Mm -hmm. We're getting ourselves all upset and we're worried about the natural things. God says, hey, there's a spiritual element here. Mm -hmm. That I think is answered right at the beginning, as you were saying, Pastor. Mm -hmm. In verse 1, it says, him that is weak in faith, receive, but not to doubtful disputations. Don't start arguing over what people eat. Mm. And if, no, 
take the step and go spiritual. How many people have been divided doctrinally about mm -hmm. what someone eats, spiritually speaking? Mm -hmm. That's a big question, isn't it? It is a very big question. It's actually something that's been on my heart for quite a long, quite a long time. That um, if we, if we truly were to take down those walls of denominations and difference in doctrines and stuff like that, we, we all serve the same God, and we allow that unity in the Spirit to come into our lives, and we focus ourselves personally as our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to pursue that relationship with God. And when we pursue that relationship with God, that brings everything into perspective and into right order in our lives and how we view other people and how we interact with other people and what, how can I say this? So if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, we, we, we're focusing on that relationship and we hear that and we hear the, the unction of the Holy Spirit, if we're, fo if we're focusing on Him, only what is going to come out of us is the love of God. Let's hit this really hard. Okay. I'm going to say, okay, that's all good. Right. And I agree. Right. But I don't like what somebody's doing. Hmm. Well, the Bible also says <laughs> in James 3.16 that envy and strife bring confusion in every evil work. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I'm confused. <laughs> so even, <laughs> even if what you hear that other person talking about isn't doctrinally right, if you engaging him in that, engaging that person in that brings about strife, you're wrong. But still, Pastor, you know what they're doing is wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm playing the other side, not because I'm not familiar with it. Um, <laughs> well, then the other scripture, and I can't remember exactly where this one is, that there's another scripture that says, and I believe it's Jesus speaking, he says that they, other people, will know us as Christians by the love that we show. But, 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 but. <laughs> How about we put it this way for a second? All right. And again... <laughs> I might, I'm not sure where we all stand on this exactly. Uh-huh. The Bible very plainly tells us not to judge one another. Yeah. Yes, it does. Very plainly. Uh-huh. Um, so, in a position of brother to brother, you know, brother in the Lord to brother in the Lord, sister in the Lord, sister in the Lord, um, there is a place where I don't have any authority over you just on the position of brother to brother, mm -hmm. right? So it's not my place to say. Mm -hmm. It's not my place to say in, in a way of taking authority and saying, you need to do this or you need to do that. That isn't my place to say that. Now, in the church, God instituted positions of authority but for the purpose of exercising the Lord's authority in the body. Mm -hmm. And so those positions are there so that someone in a position of authority in the body can say to another, you shouldn't be doing that. That's wrong behavior. Mm -hmm. But it's not be they're not approaching that person on the basis of brother to brother, or sister to sister. Mm -hmm. They're approaching that person on the basis of, this is what the Lord says, and we're exercising that authority the way that you would respond to the Lord, mm -hmm. the same kind of a way. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm mentioning this here is because 
it's a simple way of looking at our relationships with one another. Because who are you to correct someone else's? I mean, that's a verse here, actually. That's right, yeah. We look a little bit further down. They're talking about uh, the verse subject. Four, yeah, yeah, verse 4. Who are you to pass judgment and censure another's, another's household servant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it, before, it is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he shall stand and be upheld, for the master is mighty to support him and make him stand. Mm-hmm. Now, when we start talking about these sorts of things, these sorts of issues, there are massive ditches on both sides of this mile of road. There's two miles of ditch on either side. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at that verse and say, hey, who are you to tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. That's between me and God. You don't have any place to do that. Well, that's why I said, like, from brother to brother, maybe not. But if you're in the body and part of the body, then those who have been placed in positions of authority, they do have a position mm-hmm. to say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, who, you know, you might be the pastor, but we're all children of God. So who are you to tell me that I can't, you know, smoke cigarettes or I can't uh, have a drink on the weekend? And I'm, we're picking on easy things there when really the worst things are gossip and slander and all that other stuff. But who are you to tell me? You know, I, we're all led by the Spirit and, and all these things that people will say. Well, as, there, as a pastor, there is a place there where God has given that authority for the purpose of saying, hey, you shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. in the body. And usually that authority is for the purpose of helping keeping the body healthy. Mm-hmm. There's other members in the church. It's not just you and, you know, you're not the only one in the church when you go to church, right? <laughs> and so what you do affects other people. And the pastor is there to help make sure that the health of the whole flock, the whole congregation is upheld. So people take the scripture and can say, well, you know, I, it's to my own master I stand or fall. But he might be talking to you through that pastor, mm-hmm. right? One of the things I've noticed about these sorts of things is that there is, we, we try to find the rules, which is the, this, what this whole chapter is about. Mm-hmm. Do I eat meat or not? That meat was sacrificed to an idol and now it's in the market and now you're buying it. Now you're eating it. <laughs> Don't you know where that thing was? Mm-hmm. And you think it's okay, and the other person says, hey, I can eat whatever. It's An idol's nothing. And so there becomes this conflict of, I need to know the rules. Tell me, do we eat meat or not? What do we do? And Paul's answer here, and the answer of the Holy Ghost here is, what does your conscience say? Mm-hmm. And so it opens this thing. that, like, I Personally, I don't like talking about this one a whole lot because <laughs> I, I can see people just running with this and it's like I've heard Kenneth Copeland say sometimes, you know, you, uh, someone was saying to him, you can't preach like that. You just give people a license to sin. And his response was, well, people sin without a license. <laughs> In fact, that's the definition of sin. Yeah, so in one respect, okay, we can talk about these sorts of things and not be too concerned because if you're looking for an out and a way to just justify your sin? Well, I'm sure you can find things in the Bible to justify yourself. Mm-hmm. But to his own master, one stands or falls. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think in many cases, that's not real enough to us. Mm-hmm. And that comes down, if, if that was real enough to us, it's between me and the Lord. If that was real enough, I think our behavior in general would be a lot, a lot different. Mm-hmm. Because if the pastor says to me, I believe that this is incorrect and you need to make a change in your life, it's not between me and that pastor. 
It's between me and the Lord. Mm -hmm. Am I where the Lord planted me? Yes. So I'm under authority. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this person is saying this thing that I should quit doing. Now, is that right or is that wrong? There's a place where I need to respond between me and the Lord and say, Lord, you put me here. This is what this person is saying. Okay, I see it in your word. And not just to follow blindly, but to say, can I yield to that? Can I submit to that? Is this in the Bible? Are you telling me this? But that relationship with the Lord has to be real enough to, for you to make an honest and real decision. Because otherwise, you can justify yourself and say, forget it, I'm going to another church. Or you can justify yourself with other scriptures. Or you can do meat or drink. Just, just make it plain for me, yes or no. Or you can follow blindly and say, fine, I'll just do it out of obedience because I have to. But not actually change on the inside which is just as religious as anything else. And then no real changes made. It's not real repentance either. That's just you putting on a show to keep the pastor happy. And none of those things are God. What really is God is when you go, Lord, do I, do I need to make a change here? It looks like I do. Are you telling me this? And to honestly and openly be ready for the Lord to say, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And go, okay. Or even if it isn't, saying you need to listen. And that's a harder one for people to really kind of grasp, you know, especially on things that they don't think are important. Absolutely. Well, in our church, we don't do this because of X, Y, and Z. And you're like, well, it doesn't matter. The Bible doesn't say that. It doesn't really matter. That's like, that might, but are you, did God put you there? Mm -hmm. Then how come it's such a big deal for you just to abstain? Mm -hmm. Why is that a problem? Mm -hmm. And that in itself is the real issue there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm making reference to not having a drink of any kind of any at any time. Um, just so you know, at Celebration Life Church, anyone on leadership, we do not drink at all. Not a glass, not a sip, not a here, not a there. And you think, well, that's a little overboard. The Bible doesn't say don't have a drink. It says don't be drunk. And there's lots of reasons to argue about this or that. But there's a reason why that was put in place. And it's to not give the appearance of evil for one. It's also because you want to be an example for someone who might be struggling with alcoholism at some point in time. And they don't want to come in and see you hanging out at the bar having a drink and think, well, if the pastor does it, I can do it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And then they fall back into a sinful lifestyle. And it's all because they saw you in a place of leadership. That's what this chapter is talking about. Mm -hmm. Saw you in a place of leadership having a drink because it's okay for you. But it's causing your brother to sin. It's causing them to stumble. Again, this is what Romans 14 is about. So the rule is in place. And you think, well, I don't have to submit to that rule. I mean, the Bible doesn't say this. It doesn't say that. But the thing is, is that if you're having an argument with it and cannot submit to that, maybe that's the real reason mm-hmm. that you need, to, you need to check that with the Lord and say, Lord, mm-hmm. how come I'm having such an issue with that? Mm-hmm. Because if I can't yield and submit to the place where God put me, that might be a bigger problem than not having a drink or having a drink. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, sorry, go ahead. That, no, that's okay. I think this is all comes back to what do you understand the kingdom of God to be in yeah. your life? Exactly. And when you have that settled, that it's about relationship and about keeping that right, those questions that you're asking, why are you fighting that so hard? Mm-hmm. And and it really comes back to what we um, we circle around this all the time. What's going on in your heart? Yeah. Is this about your rebellion personally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what's at issue. If you're kicking against it so hard, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you kicking it? And I've had lots of people ask me specifically about the alcohol thing. And and I've said to them, well, 
first of all, I, I also think, you know, there's a reason they call them spirits. And most people when have a very difficult time separating um, what one drink is and why they're drinking. Mm -hmm. And there are very few people who just, because of their, you know, it's different if you're in Europe, it's not a big deal. People drink wine because that's what they drink. And and that's that's what's safe and things like that, um, but that doesn't mean that, that there aren't lots of them who go. I need a drink today, and as mm -hmm. soon as that there, then you're turning to that. We talked about pressure in one of the other episodes. You're you, you're looking for something instead of the word to nourish you, mm -hmm. and feeding mm -hmm. something that's not going to satisfy, especially the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another question we need to ask ourselves is. How important is our relationship to God, mm -hmm. or with God, I should say? Because think about it in this context. So in my relationship with Pastor Heather uh, as a married couple, um, that relationship is very important to me. And, and I spend time with Pastor Heather and get to know her more and more. And yes, we've been married almost 29 years, but there's still more for me to learn and to grow with her. And as I do that, out of that that passion for that relationship comes a desire to to um, do the right thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how else to put it, but to do the right thing and you know not cause her to stumble, but to encourage her and mm -hmm. to do things that for her that I know that will bless her and help her and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's the exact same scenario in our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. As we spend that time and that with God and that relationship with God becomes so important in us, what comes up and out of us is a desire to serve Him and honor Him in everything that we do in our lives. And so when you get into those situations, you know, it, it talks in this, in this passage about, you know, natural meat and drink and all that kind of stuff. But really, like you were saying, Pastor Jason, it, it's a spiritual context as well. Like, and, and Am I causing somebody to stumble here? Am I pushing too far? Am I, am I taking them down a road that they're not ready to go down yet, or whatever the case may be? And when and when it comes to doctrine and differences in doctrine and stuff like that, or whatever the case may be, if I'm hearing the Holy Spirit, I'm, that relationship is so important to me that what comes up and out of me is a compassion and mm -hmm. and a love for that mm -hmm. person to encourage them, mm -hmm. you know, and and. And help them, and um, as opposed to, as opposed to um, frustrate them. Absolutely, I think that the love key, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I um, I've had, I've lived long enough to have lots of stories, where I've done some things that I haven't been impressed with myself after. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'll> see. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we come back and we go, what was I thinking when I did that, or. Mm. Or why was that so important? And so I had seen this beautiful table and we were looking for a dining room table and I had seen this table, I thought, and I began to thank God for it. And I began to thank God, and oh, I know you provide me, you give me the, you delight in blessing me. When we talked about that yeah. from mm -hmm. uh, Psalm 37, you give me the desires of my heart. I had this table and I began to realize about three months later, as I was meditating on this table, that this table came between me and God. <laughs> like every time I talked to him, I was talking about the table. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you about the table anymore. Mm. You know? And Amen. <laughs> it's like, and then somebody, you know, came along and said, well, we'd like to, to take you up by your table. They didn't go to the store I wanted, but they blessed me with the table. <laughs> and uh, I received it. And, and I was grateful and, and all of that. It wasn't the table I had planned, but by that time I didn't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But that table, literally, I mean, it was, uh, I'm just being real here. That, that's how bad it is. It really, it's seriously, every time I sat down, I have the Bible in front of me. I've been thinking about that table. Should I be making a good confession about that table? What if I don't make a good confession? <laughs> I mean, I was, it was taking over the whole table. And finally, I was like, it was a scar, scar, scar pepler table. Mm. And it was beautiful. I did, like, I could care less. I'm glad I have a table to eat at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, but it, it was, it's. We can get so driven mm -hmm. by a natural table. Mm -hmm. Or a pet doctrine. Mm -hmm. Or a pet doctrine. Yeah. Same thing. That's right. This is mm -hmm. my favorite doctrine. This is my favorite song. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you probably ought not touch that. <laughs> um. But the song says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you don't have those things... Maybe you should ask yourself why <laughs> and uh, get back to focusing on what's most important. Amen. Amen. God bless you.